2k so that is <sighs> oh first things first hi hello how are you what's up what's up uh, easy man um just uh just for context um oh wait before that my name is Ryan. My name is Mimi. And this is the first somewhat official episode, episode of podcast. podcast. I yet to name. <laughs> I was just funny enough. I was thinking of having like something like the sit down, the converse, a conversation with yeah. podcast, or something like let's talk it out. Yeah. You know, just something like that, and. Um, just for context, uh, we just finished watching um, The Oil or the Sword, a sermon by Pastor John Hanna. Um, I'm sure many of y'all haven't watched it. <laughs> if you have, oh man, amazing, 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 amazing sermon. Um, I would just want to like premise this whole thing by just saying that um we are both highly <laughs> devoted people so yeah if you wonder you're wondering how some kid uh and some other kid about to drop down the bus which will be dropped here it's because just know it's because of that anointing we are plugged in Yes. To the main source. Yeah, so like I said, I'm Brian. Um and I'm with Mimi here. So what what is for you, my dear cousin? What's the first thing that stood out to you? Uh, for me from this. First of all, it was an amazing, amazing sermon. Just talking about anointing and the oil on your life and how Basically, what I got from it is I'm able to do all the things that I'm able to do, no matter what may come my way, because I've been anointed for it, mm. you know. Mm. That was the message that kept being reiterated mm. throughout, that I am anointed for this. And, you know, it gave me a hope. I loved when um, the pastor talked about how they can take your coat that they can't take your dream. Mm. And for me, that resonated so much with me because there's so many times where we let go of our dreams or we doubt our dreams mm. because we feel weak and we forget that you've been anointed for it. Mm. You know, there's a reason, there is a predestined, you know, destiny for you. Mm. And God has already poured out the grace and given you every tool that you would possibly need you know, to yeah. face every battle. So yeah. that's what I've got from it mainly. Yeah. How about you? Uh, for me, it's uh, a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, like you said, uh, the first things first is the anointing, how you need, like you're already ordained, you're already anointed. Yeah. Because, um, uh, let me just uh, put this to how this is relevant for me. Um, a couple of weeks back, I had this dream or in the dream uh, we had um Jeremiah 110 was highlighted to me mm-hmm. and I was just like you know you're in the haze of a dream and you're just wondering 
what what is this what does this mean mm. and let me just try to put it, put it up uh basically um it says see today i appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down to destroy and overthrow to build and to plant mm. and like just you know sometimes you question if what you're seeing is what you're seeing or you're just dreaming things up and it was it came at a pivotal moment where i was wondering how like god can be like i'm appointing you for something i'm anointing you for something you see because you are already anointed for this thing the appointment is just there you just have to now fulfill it yeah and yeah. that's like one of the biggest thing that came to me like when at the very beginning of the sermon like i was just i thought back to that and like i said a bunch of things one of the things also that came um to me was how the different stages of what you you feel right mm-hmm. um especially if you, you you feel like you're being you're being called somewhere mm-hmm. you know uh first thing is first is how you know god will give you what you want like if you ask god he will give you what you want yeah. but if you are not careful with how you relate that message and how you uh or who you let drive your life yeah that is a very 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 it causes a very tricky situation where you can find for example um you are in charge of your life yeah. and then you are making your own decisions and, and just expecting to, god to bless it yeah and then you know? it's like a uh, pastor Blake uh pastor church sometimes was said um you know so when you, sometimes when you step into relationships mm. you come with whatever you have mm. you're not putting it under discipleship or anything like that mm. you just want the pastor to be blessing your mess yeah, 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 yeah. understand so like that's the same thing with like life if you're not putting your decisions to god and letting him drive you know because even when you're praying saying your will be done yeah. you know some things like that if you are not allowing him to do all of those things he will give you what you want yeah. but then the consequences of that happening will always come back it reminds me of what pastor Michael once said that god does not sustain what he has not ordained mm. yeah that's so he true. can let you do whatever it is you want but you're going to struggle in it mm. because he hasn't ordained that mm. he will let you do it that's what i loved when the pastor was talking about the permissive will of god versus the mm. per- the perfect will you know god does allow certain situations in your life because you asked for them mm-hmm. he'll let you walk in that but just know it's not going to lead you in the same way as god it won't lead you to the same place mm. as if you had just fallen into his will and submitted your wants your desires under his will for you yeah you know? yeah Yeah. It's like uh, again uh, one thing another thing that came up was how you know after you have that anointing and you're aware of it mm-hmm. those different the different stages you take to come to that you know he uh, he stated the first thing he's like one thing you should be careful of um the sort of the sort of being someone else mm-hmm. you know like when you see um you're like okay Take for example what I was saying, like you know that scripture was highlighted to me, and I, I, 
there's someone I look up to who like resembles that particular scripture. Say for example, a pastor, mm. and I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna walk like a pastor. I'm gonna mm. talk like a pastor. I'm gonna like treat myself like a pastor. But if that's not what God is calling me to do, mm. you know, that whole weight I'm putting on myself can be a double-edged sword yeah. where it was supposed to be used for good, but because of my lack of understanding and knowledge and knowledge of application for it, mm. it ends up cutting me. Yeah. Over. And another thing he said was, um, be careful of the, the sort of opinion. Mm. You know, when you uh, have so many voices around you yeah. um, who are speaking things and saying different things into you and over you, um, can create a conflict with your life. Yeah. Yeah. This is like it falls back to how you know discipleship and having the right people mm. uh, who have uh, been through things mm. talk to you. Um, if you don't have the right people surrounding you, and if you don't have the right people cultivating you, you will have so many different things yeah. to come into moment. Like you won't have a stable ground where you, know, you are rooted, where you can go to somebody and they talk to you and you understand. Yeah. Instead, you be like here one person one moment you are with someone the next person moment you are with another person yeah. and it creates this whole thing and you know what that reminds me of? you know how there's so much power in the word and we often forget that mm. so when i'm constantly running to all these different people for their opinions mm. what i forget is i'm letting them plant something in me mm. and the thing is when you allow so many things in one plot, they'll choke each other out. Mm. You know, even if they're planting good things or maybe their intentions are right, it ends up, they choke each other out, you know. Mm. And I feel like that's why, like you mentioned, discipleship and knowing who you go to, to allow God to speak through them over you, you know. And also your ability to actually hear God's voice. You can't hear mm. God's voice yeah. in the middle of chaos. God doesn't... I love the, the scripture when it talks about God's still voice, you know, the silent, still voice. Yeah. If you're full of noise or you surround yourself with noise, you're going to fail to hear that whisper. Mm. You're going to fail so to hear God whisper to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're going you're to miss those moments where he's talking to you. Um, I, like there are so many uh, good sermons and things that talk about these things you know hearing the voice of God is one that comes to my mind mm-hmm. um, uh, hearing God through the noise is one of those mm-hmm. things um, and so it's like you just have to take that moment to like firstly just have that ear to discern which voice is which mm-hmm. um, even in like if you are talking to a person God can speak through a person. Mm. Yeah. And he can speak through things hell around, mm. you know. And it's up to you and your level of being in tune with him to know this is him speaking rather than something else mm. that's messing up my mind and yeah. try to trying to play God in my life. Mm. You know. And like that's just one of those things in you know, people you have to be like really in tuned to yeah i think for me going back to 
uh, what you mentioned about the sword of someone else. Mm. For me, when that came up, I started to think about, for example, if you compare me and my mom, uh, just to give you <laughs> an understanding and context, I am a pastor's kid. Been <laughs> <laughs> raised in the church, you know, so I've always seen church done a certain way. And with my mom, she, she prays her way through a situation. Mm. She will be there at midnight, you know, calling upon God and all of heaven to come down. Mm. I don't do that. <laughs> That's not me. And I've had to come to learn that what works for her doesn't work for me. Mm. That's true. I praise my way out of situations, mm. you know, and that's my anointing. That's my armor. When I'm in the thick of things, a song comes to my spirit. Yeah. You know, and for me, I think the reason why I've gone and come out victorious in most of my battles is I've learned that, you know, you've got to put on the armor that God has made for you. Mm. So if my armor is to praise and worship him, I've got to do that. Yeah. If I try and be the prayer warrior when I'm not, you know, I might not have the strength mm. or the stamina to run that race, you know. Mm. And it's important to be able to understand that and know that we all have an anointing, but know what is meant for you or what God has placed over your life or what tools he has given you, Yeah, you know. Uh, it's like this song, um... I'll fight my battles. Yeah. This, like, in that song specifically, praise and worship is how you dictate that this is how I fight my battle. I'm gonna worship and praise my God out of this. Yeah. You know, that's how I'm gonna get out of this. Not praise God out, but <laughs> praise the situation out using oh God, yeah. you know. And with others that are gonna pray, yeah. you know, that's how they fight that about that battle. Yeah. Others they're gonna stick up, stand up, look it in the eye yeah. and fight it. And that's how they fight that battle. Yeah. So you know, in the context of like a relationship with God and yourself, that's some of these things that you have to discern in order to know where you stand yeah. in him yeah. you know that's where you find your identity in him and that's where you find your identity in yourself mm. through certain things like that and yeah gotta like just saying you don't have to be somebody else mm. for you to worship god yeah. it's like a couple of weeks ago there was a sermon uh, at church where they were talking about how uh, what was the the, the word? Uh, Pastor Mark was saying that um, you 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 can't run, you can't you can't worship God based on somebody else's relationship with God. Mm. You can't be that one who's like, oh, it's the God of my mom. Is the God of my sister, or mm. I pray to God because my sister does. Mm. You know, that's not you having a relationship totally with personal. God. 
Yeah, it's like you are, you are like, it's like you're trying to reach somewhere, but you stop at a certain point and be like, I've done enough, you know. In this context, it's like you're having a, 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 trying to have a conversation with God, but wait, how did you're in a hut? God is in a house, right? In his yeah. specific room. And there are like people before that. Mm. You want to go talk to God, mm. but first you have to enter through the gate, mm. you know. And you talk to the God, you're like, hey man, how's it going? This was up. Can you help me with that? Can I get to the man, the big man? Mm. And he's like, yeah, let me take you there. This time, this in this context, the God will be like your mom, your sister, whatever. Mm. They take you by the hand, they get you to the door of the house mm. and then when you when you're at the door you're just like ah, you know what actually this, nah, I'm fine now I'm fine now you know you missed the opportunity to go to the man himself to go to the father with your problems because of how you you base that on the journey you had with somebody else. Mm. This journey is life and this journey is that relation is life and how you relate to them. Yeah. And you are missing all of this. It's like Pastor Blake likes to say this. Um <laughs> you, you you can like many people go to the ICU yeah. to see the doctor. The doctor which is which is um God Christ Jesus and in his Trinity. Mm. But many people are stuck following the nurses, the nurses being the pastors, the preachers, the prophets, all of these different people. Mm. And when God comes and is like, come to me, you're just like looking at those other people. And you're like, who's this? Mm. You see that? It's like this whole, you don't create that relationship with God himself. Yeah. You don't create the circumstances for God to come. You're just looking at other people and basing your faith on that faith someone else's history with god when you're praying to god yeah. it's like i can't come to god and be like lord you did this for my cousin and you did this for him so lord <laughs> exactly. do it. no i go to him i'm like lord you got me out of one two three four five yeah so that's how i know you're faithful yep because you did one, two, three in my life, Lord, I know you're a deliverer. Mm. I know you to be a healer because when I needed your healing, you healed me. So I know you will do it again. Mm. There's a personal note to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like one of those things where you have to like check check your heart, check your standing with God, check your moments with him and see what he will do for you. Yeah. I think for me... With the whole sermon, um, the oil on my life, I kept going. Honestly, I kept thinking about the past couple of months, especially when I was still in school. Mm. There were so many moments of doubt. So many times when I questioned myself whether I'd be able to make it through. Mm. Just to give you context again, <laughs> um, I study medicine. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Dr. Bless in the house. It is quite the yeah, no. All my med students out there, you understand. So there were so many moments where I would doubt myself and think, Lord, I'm not cut out for this. 
I am not cut out for this. But I think the Lord, I think just for his word and the way he would remind me of certain things, mm. you know, simple things like I used, I developed um, the habit of saying, Mr. Ho, you're, you're living in an answered prayer. Mm-hmm. Not only are you living in an answered prayer, but you're living a prophecy fulfilled. Mm. I had to remind myself sometimes what motivates me is the fact that I know it's not my will but I am sure I can say it's something God has planned for me mm. because before I got to school in 2019 five years ago a foundation was laid mm. through a prophecy that said you know what you were going mm. to do this and you're going to be abroad I didn't believe it then but I found myself there five years later mm. you know small little things um have confirmed in my journey that that's where I'm supposed to be. Mm. So even when my flesh says to me, you can't do this. Because of my understanding of the anointing upon my life mm-hmm. and that I serve a God who is able to do all things, you know, I then call upon that anointing and the, 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 the boldness I get in that mm-hmm. and I'm able to say I'm living in an answered prayer. That's so true. I am a testimony walking. You understand? And when you tap into that anointing, he does pull you through. Yeah. It carries you through everything. You know, even in no matter what space you're in, when you understand that you're walking in your anointing, yeah. There's nothing that's going to be impossible. I'm not saying it won't be challenging. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not going to stretch you a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uncomfortable sometimes. But there's so many times when I look at God, I'm like, eh, but really. <laughs> Do you really have to? If I'm anointed for this, why is it hitting me so hard, Lord? But then the Holy Spirit reminds me. I didn't say it was going to be easy. Mm, that's so. But true. I need you to know you're anointed for this. Nothing comes easy. It really doesn't come easy, but it's the knowledge of his anointing, acknowledging it and accepting it and walking in it that carries you through. Mm. You know. You know, as you like you're speaking, the one thing that's in my mind is, I am who I am because the great I am speaks over me. Oh, you know. So good. He, he, it doesn't matter what everybody else says. It doesn't yeah. matter what even you think. It doesn't matter what as my cousin you think or what my parents think or yeah. what. I am here to some degree because of my physical relationships with people. Yeah. That's true. But if I do not acknowledge the things that God has made and has moved in my life for me, mm-hmm. it's like HFM. <laughs> oh, Pastor Hannah even said something in the sermon where he was like, he you be he was proud of some of the things that people have touched. Mm. You know, because of your mom's prayers over mm. you, God was like, you know, I see that that thing is coming, and I'm gonna take you out of it or shield you from it. You see. It was prayer through somebody that he was like able to see. Oh, okay, this is a moment for me to act. Yeah. I want 
Like or he already knows when to act or where to act. Yeah. He just needs that activation to for you to be like, okay, God, I'm giving you something to work with. Yeah. And that's the thing I learned about God is he is always working behind the scenes of all. Yeah. But what is required is for you to activate it and give him that extra something God to work with. Yeah. Oh, you can't just be like, ah, oh, God is in control and leave it at that. Mm. God is in control and what? Imagine if you're having a, a relationship with someone like you're mm. dating a boy or girl, whatever the case may be. And the one thing you're bringing to the table is you are my girlfriend or you are my boyfriend or you are my husband or you are my wife. Mm. That's that's it. That's the only thing you're bringing. Mm. Is that enough for you for the other person to do something? Mm-mm. Is that enough for them to be there with you? Is that enough for what anything at all? Yeah. Just to say you are my instead re- uh, relevant uh, pronoun, mm. the pronoun or title, whatever the case may be. Um, it's not enough. Mm. You have to give somebody something to work with. If yeah. if I am your boyfriend, then you know there's something that I should be giving you that you are in turn reciprocating, mm. which in turn should be leading us somewhere. You know what pops into my mind. God is the master porter. Mm. Like you've got to he's got to have clay to work with. Mm. You know, so you have to have something there for him to shape. Mm. For him to mold, for him to remove certain parts, you know, and reshape, remold, reconfigure. Mm. But he won't be able to make a pot or a vessel out of nothing. <laughs> exactly. You know, I need to be able to in whatever it is, give him something to work with. Yeah. You know, he doesn't expect perfection. That would defeat his whole purpose. <laughs> as his, you know, as the potter and the clay, you know, he he wants something. Get just anything. And that's Give the thing that people should understand with regards to like being with God and having a relationship with God is that he doesn't want to have every he doesn't want to have your all or whatever the case may be. He just at the first stage he wants you to start. Yeah. Have that conversation, have that relationship with him. And then as that happens, you know, then everything else can be built up. You can build yeah. your relationship with like people expect to be perfect to go to God. Yeah. You know, you'd be like, I, I can't pray or I haven't prayed in X amount of years mm. because I don't think I'm good enough for God because of whatever thing happened. Mm. And it's like, what? Oh, and, oh, you're saying, I feel so broken. I feel like I have nothing left. But I can't go to church to hear the word. Because I want to be fixed by myself first. It's like um, saying, okay, I need heart surgery. Mm. There's something wrong with my heart. Mm. You, with the little knowledge (laughs) that you have, thinking you can just get any other knife and cut yourself open and think you'll fix it. Mm. Makes no sense. If your heart is broken, if your heart is sick, you gotta go to the doctor. Mm. 
he's the one who knows what to do and i don't self prescribe or i don't take those major steps you know into my own hands and go trust the professional why can't we do that with god it amazes me how literally we are all winging it in life <laughs> no one wakes up knowing what it is they're doing <laughs> you don't know anything but yet you have scripture and god tells you before i formed you i knew you yeah. i wrote out every day of your life mm. literally the manual is in him mm. how are you trying to do this whole life thing <laughs> without tapping into him into his anointing and submitting to him to him it it makes no sense to me like it really don't make no sense to me <laughs> it is what it is as the people will say but yeah um let's see apart from just having just like this question just popped into my mind apart from just having that relationship with people how else would you like show that you are trying to have a relationship with god i mean it doesn't have to be like um praying or not not praying it doesn't have to be like i'm going to church three times a week mm. or um pastor's mom's kid like what are some of these applications that we can put to like um trying to have a relationship with god um just to put it as saying we are not perfect human beings yeah we're all on a journey we are flawed we are heavily heavily flawed. but beautifully yeah flawed you know but like pastor said god honors your consistency mm. and for me i always say before i even get to the consistency he honors my effort mm. my intention you know because god searches the heart He doesn't look at what's outside but he looks at what is within. Mm. So for me my start with relationship with them. Mm. When I came to understand what relationship was. Mm. Was the small things. It's before we even get to the deep prayers and the deep mysteries. Mm. It's the remembering to thank him for my life every day. Mm. Literally small things like that. You may so take true. it for granted, but it's saying, "Lord, thank you," because by me declaring that when I first open my eyes, I automatically say, "Lord, my life is not your own. I am here because it's not of you. Own. I am all I am because of you. I owe it all to you." Yes, ma'am. In just a simple, Lord, I thank you for my life today. Mm. I'm saying. You know, it's bigger than me. Yeah. I remember yeah. I remember one time um last year. No, actually this year. Um I was at a point where I didn't know what to say, like something was wrong but I didn't even know what was wrong. I was just acting out. Like by acting out I mean like you know when your spirit is like telling you something is wrong and you don't really know what is wrong. 
Mm-hmm. You're trying to pray, but it's like your prayers are not going there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? What's going on? That was a good three, three weeks to a month. And just this one service at church, during the praise and worship, I just fell to my knees. I tried to pray, nothing was coming out. I tried to do the heavens languages, nothing was coming out. But I just was like, I was on my knees. And one thing that came up was my father. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't know, I didn't want to, the moment I said that, I felt like an overwhelming rush just over me. It was like a release, you know. Mm-hmm. When I said my father, it was like me reaching out to him, be like, I need you, mm-hmm. I need you. It was at this moment when I felt like he came as I cried out. I was seeing, or my spirit was seeing him. And as as I was saying, my father, I was acknowledging his presence. Yeah. And as as he is present, he just came over me. He just touched me. He just Mm. put himself over me. And it was like an overwhelming rush a break, a release, just... And for the rest of that uh, praise and worship session, which was like 20 minutes or so, mm. that's all I said. Mm-hmm. I kept on saying my father over and over and over. Yeah. And I, I was literally in tears, uh, ugly face, crying, <laughs> snorting, you know, oh those... those and it, it wasn't because I went deep in prayer or said a million it thousand times. Like it was the simplest thing. Yeah. My father. Yeah. Acknowledging you are my father. I'm saying I'm crying out to you, my father. And in that moment, it just... And you know wow. what's powerful about mm. that is... I think when you say my father, it may be such a simple statement, yeah? Mm. But... The under, what's underneath that is just like your earthly father would be your provide. Mm. The person who keeps you safe. Mm. You know, the person who protects you, your everything, your guide. Mm. Just acknowledging small things like that. You're giving him the honor or the position he deserves in your life. Mm. And I think when you honor him in that, he honors you in everything else. So true. You know, so whether it's a thank you, or just say my father, or just always tell people relationship with God, it's a beautiful thing because it's very simple, but it can be so complex. Mm. And the complexity is not in the, it's a hard, difficult thing to grasp. No, it's, as you peel back the layers, you realize how intricate and beautiful relationship with God is. Yeah. Know? But it's made of simple things, you know. It is, even with prayer, mm-hmm. I've had to learn, yes, there are many times where, you know, I've been raised to be like, oh, heavenly father, creator of <laughs> captain of the army, list all his names. <laughs> Titans. From Genesis to Revelation. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Honestly, sometimes all I have to say is, Hi, Dad. It's your daughter here. Mm. You know I've had a rough day today. I feel weak. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do right now. I feel scared. Mm. It's not that I don't trust you. It's not that I don't know that you are all powerful and that nothing is impossible with you. But right now, Lord, <laughs> it don't feel like that. Mm. My spirit knows you can, but yo, my body and my the flesh is just it's it's a lot. Mm. And sometimes it's literally my prayer. I'm like, Lord, it's a lot. <laughs> Father, can you come and do what you do? You know, and it's just the simple things of trusting him. Taking it's just like any other relationship. I feel like people need to really understand that our earthly relationships help model. Mm. You know. Yeah. And Yes, I understand that broken relationships and other relationships that can hurt you and actually make you, you know, push away. That's another topic for a whole another day. <laughs> mm. You know, but in the same way as you start by getting to know someone, mm. small little things. Hey, how are you? How was your day? Make it a conversation. Yeah. You know, start small, and you'll build on that. Yeah. True. Yeah. And. Just as we go into the last couple of minutes of this, yeah. Um, Who made this music? <laughs> sure. Nothing like some background. <laughs> uh, if if you're wondering who that is, that is Jonathan Ogden on with, YouTube. Uh, worship session. I uh, at the thirtieth. Um, of March, March. Uh, I'll plug you um, but anyway as I was saying just in closing um, what would you what advice would you give someone who is just who would come to you seeking help in your anointing you know like you know at the beginning you said that um, you realize that things may be difficult or whatever the case may be but then you know you are anointed for this you are anointed mm. for your season you are anointed for whatever you are if somebody was to come to you and speak to you mm. asking you for your help and it was like relevant to your anointing how would you speak to them? Mm. <laughs> um, I think for me what I always start off with is a prayer for myself first. Mm. Yeah. Because I have come to learn that I don't want it to be my opinions that speak into people's lives. Mm. But God's word. That's so true. Because I could lead you astray. Because I'm an imperfect person myself. Oof. You know. Man. So I can't try guide you when I'm still needing guidance. Yeah. In the same time. I think for me, the one thing I've come to learn is honesty and transparency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I pride myself in as far as all my relationships. Mm. When you come to me and you need advice from me, especially if it's something I relate to, mm. I, I strip myself down and lay it all before you and tell you, I'm not perfect. Mm. 
You see me right where you are? That was me. Maybe yesterday, a year ago, mm. or that might be me right now. <laughs> and it's the honesty and saying, you know, I get the hurt. This was my mistake. But this was my revelation. Mm. I think it's the honesty and just, I always tell people, I don't want you to slap the it's gonna be okay bandage. Mm-hmm. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, won't he do it? Uh-uh. He will. Don't get me wrong. But I think I always allow that honesty to open a place of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And let you know, pour it all out. Let it all out. Mm. And once you've cried it out, you know, let's begin to see the hope. Let's begin to see the beauty in the mess. Let's begin to look back and remember what God has done for us. Mm. You know, and I think, yeah, that's for me what pushes me. Mm. It's in me showing you my scars, the chances of you. You know when Jesus came back, yeah? Mm. Jesus had already died and risen, but he still had to show them his scars. Uh And there's a power in that. Humility. In humility and saying, touch them. Mm. Yes, God has done a great thing. He can do that, but still, you're allowed to feel my scars, see them, and still know that even though they're so real, there's still another victory that God can do in your life, you know? Mm. So, yeah, for me, that's, that's really what I do. It's show you my scars, but remind you of. My resurrection. Sheesh. Yeah. It's some deep things. <laughs> oh, I think that's a very good way to end it. You know, um, show your scars. Wear your scars. Don't be afraid of your scars. I am but a mere human. I like saying that nowadays. I am but a mere human. Presence of my father. Yeah. So, uh, with that, concludes the first part of the first episode of the. We don't know what to call it yet, but it's some sort of a name that that rhymes with sitting down and having a conversation podcast. Yeah, yeah. I should actually write that down. I'm gonna write that down and make it the entire name. Yeah. Uh, from us. Brian and Nini and Jonathan Ogden on the background. <laughs> Thank you for the mood. <laughs> we bid you a farewell. Stay blessed. And keep praying, man. Yeah. There's prayer, there's a power in that. If you want to hit us up, holler at us on Instagram, Facebook, KJAFFY13, that's me. I'm at Simply Mimi on Instagram. Yeah, that's one word, Simply Mimi. Yeah. And, and that's M-I-M-I-E. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you can holler at us uh, if you want to have a deeper conversation. And yeah. Apart from just these. And yeah, suggestions. We are very open human beings. So whether it's faith, anything really. Funny like, enough, this wasn't just we weren't supposed to we weren't gonna talk about like religion, religion and <laughs> just that uh, we It's a part of you. We got so moved by something that yeah. uh, we just felt like sharing it with everybody else. Yeah. And so yeah. 
I'm looking forward to having you get to know us. <laughs> Hopefully us touching mm-hmm. you and relating to you. And yeah, building a community. Full of love. Love, love, love. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>